welcome to jasonnewland.com My name's Jason Newland This is Let Me Bore You to Sleep Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes It's 5.19 in the morning on Friday the, I think it's the 7th of August, can you believe that? Wow, not that it's the 7th, but just August, it's a weekend already to August, <laughs> wow, Um. 2020. What? 2020? Yeah. But I thought it was still 1983. No, it's 2020. It's like, wow. So, yeah. Um, I'm kind of doing this back to front in a way. Because... My sleeping habits have changed a little bit. I think partly because of the... There's an increase in sound during the day. Especially the weekends. Uh, so... I've been uh, sleeping a bit more during the night. As well as during the day, actually, but hey, that's a separate thing. And last night I went to bed about. Uh, it was before 11. And I was just having to lay down, and I thought, I might as well stay in bed, because if I get up, I'm going to have to eat something. Which means preparing some food and I just couldn't be bothered so I thought I'd just stay in bed and I did and Andre slept in a room with me which is something he did the night before as well and for some reason he seems to be happy enough just to be in the room with me Yeah, I don't know what I mean by that. What do I mean by that? Well, he's got... Lilith sent uh, three tubes, like tunnel things that he can play in. He sleeps in one, which is next to me in the living room. At the moment, he seems to be ignoring the other one, which is the other side of the room. But he won't notice it. He'll kind of play with that one as well. He has played with it a bit. But now he, I think he sleeps in the one in the bedroom. As well as a plastic bag that he sleeps in. And he was in there all night with me. Because I'd hear him like crinkling around a little bit. But, you know, just a little bit annoying because I was having a really, really good dream. And I was woken up. But I couldn't tell what woke me up, you know. Because whatever it was didn't continue, whatever sound it was. 
So it might have just been a bang or, you know, like Andre, he might have been on my bed and just jumped off and woke me up. But it was such a good dream. I wanted to go back. It was just so much better than my own life. It was, oh, oh, I want that. I can't, I can't remember what it was about. But it was... And there was another dream I had. Maybe it was the same one, I don't know. But I was on a proper roll doing some kind of comedy thing. And I was making myself laugh. But then the other person was making me laugh as well. So I guess I was doing their dialogue for them, you know. Or, you know, they were... I don't know what it was they were saying. But I was laughing out loud and I think that's what made me wake up. Unless that was a separate thing. Could have been a different thing. My throat's all foggy. I think my throat's a bit croaky when I first wake up. Oi, oi, oi. That's me. A frog. Oink, oink, oink. That's oink. That's a pig, isn't it? Oink, oink, oink. We don't eat pigs because they're dirty animals. Yeah, and all other animals are so hygienic. Silly people. La, 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 la. What did I see something? I was watching this man. What was it? Uh, Andre. He runs over and he rubs his bum over my weights. I got these dumbbells on the floor. He literally rubs himself over them. And he thinks he can get away with that. Just because he's got away with it for the last five years, he thinks he can get away with it today. And I've not woken up in that kind of a, a mood to allow him. And I'll go over there and give him a good sh... Andre, shush. You twat. He just ran over and there's a cardboard box. Okay. I leave cardboard boxes and stuff because he likes to play with them. But he came over and he just banged it. Just for the sake of it. Just to make noise. What he wants is for me to take him out. And I'm not taking him out. I'm probably not going to take about all day because it's going to be really, really, really hot today. And he doesn't, although he wants to go out, I think he, because it'll probably be hot indoors, because he doesn't understand, he probably thinks it's going to be cold outside or cooler. And it usually is because I take him out at night or we just haven't really had much summer for the last couple of months 
So it's you have the odd nice day. But there's no way I'm taking him out. Because as soon as I go take him out of the front door, he'll just fall on the floor. And he'll just go flat, like trying to cool down. Unless... I suppose I could... Uh, be my, my fridge, my little fridge has got wheels. I could just drag that along and have him in there. Then he wouldn't be able to see where he's going, would he? Yeah. Maybe put a little window in. Window in a fridge. Could put a little steering wheel in there, you know, like a little pretend steering wheel. The ironic thing is, he'd probably still drive better than most of the people that live around here. How could you say such a thing? <laughs> oh, how complicated is is it to indicate? Is indicating complicated? I don't know. I don't drive, so you have to. You know, I need help with this one. Is indicating complicated? <laughs> That's going to be the title of this recording. Is indicating complicated? The amount of people that don't indicate. And... I don't even go out that often, but I still see it. And every time I go out, I see... And that's an exaggeration. Uh, but so often I've seen, seen people just turn left. No indication. And, you know, it's just, ugh. Ugh. you know, it's a little bit annoying, but it doesn't matter. I mean, the good thing is that, um, maybe I'll pray for them. Yeah. I suppose, no, I mean, maybe it is complicated. Maybe, I mean, from my memory, and I might be completely wrong, I'm not, but I'm sure my dad used to press something in and then he used to go click, 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 like that. And on his dashboard, he'd see whether it's right or left. Then it'd flash, so he'd know the indicator was on. I mean, my dad's a really good driver. Yeah, when he's not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is a really, really... Um, he's had a couple of accidents. Maybe he's not a good driver. Yeah, he is. He is. He's... Because uh... I remember once he... What did... My brother was in the van with him because he was, yeah, he had a van. And this is in the early eighties. Didn't have to wear dry, didn't have to wear seatbelts. It wasn't even classed as important. You know, it wasn't the law. Um, it was almost, 
it's like going back to probably, you know, the 50s or the 40s or the, I don't know, uh, you know, when, or 60s or whatever, when drinking and driving was, it wasn't, you know, it was fine. It was just being drunk and driving that was like, well, don't do that, man. You might crash. You know, I'll get you a taxi or I'll get you home. You're too drunk. You can't even walk. Don't want to be drinking and driving. So it was never like a moral thing. It is now. So it's uh, the... Not bicycle test. That's got nothing to do with anything. Or, and the... The suit belts, you know, the seat belts, I said, seat belts on the car. And I remember, well, this is my brother told me this anyway, but it was, it happened. And apparently my dad was in a car and this, someone pulled out in front of him. None of them had seat belts on. And my brother went towards the windscreen um, and hit his face on the windscreen and and he ended up with two heads you know he, he my dad stopped him my dad put his arm out not his arm his arm not my brother's he grabbed my brother's arm and pulled it out uh, he put his arm and stopped him from hitting the windscreen and I thought well two things I thought I thought well that's quick reflexes the third thing actually three things that's quick reflexes maybe my dad maybe he does like us a bit <laughs> and thirdly why don't they just wear seatbelts Because to me, wearing a seatbelt seems like a kind of obvious thing. It's a bit like, like washing my hands after I've done a poo, you know? It's just not, I don't need someone to tell me to do that. I mean, I did when I was little. But even if I hadn't been when I was little, as I got older, there would have been a point in my life, I don't know what point, long before now, that I'd have thought this is disgusting to be not washing my hands. This is just, just you know. Uh, so I think with seatbelts, I was kind of in the same frame. I was old enough by then to think, well, you know what? If you wear a seatbelt, then it stops your head from hitting the windscreen. Hopefully. Although I could never understand how they worked. Come on then, Emma. Do you want to give me a cuddle? Oh. Go away then. Right, I'm in. God, he's annoying me. He's so full of energy at five o'clock in the morning. He's been scratching at the door. He's now with his girlfriend over there. So much, so much energy.
Alright. Now he's on my lap. He's climbed over to get me. Hello. What do you want? you got a lot of energy to burn off, haven't you? Well, I'd love to just let you out on your own, but, you know, I'm worried that you, uh... You might come back. <laughs> oh, you are so annoying. You are so annoying. You have been good, though. But last night, unless you were scratching at the door, I don't know. If I was asleep, it didn't bother me. You slept in the same room. I think he likes to be with me. He likes to be in the same room as me. I might be just assuming that. But I can't see any other reason. Unless it literally is. So he can watch me the whole time. So that if I get up, he can hassle me to take him out. That might be his reasoning. So he might be in that plastic bag, staring at me. And in the process, he fell asleep. He said, what are you doing, Andre? Hmm? 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 Because I didn't take him out last night. And he's not going out today either. Andre, you're going to be alright for a couple of days not going out. You're going to be alright. Honestly, I promise you. I promise you. Yes, I do. I promise you. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. It's already warm. Honestly, I closed the window because of all the like the pigeon and who knows what's going to be on outside you know people talking and stuff usually not much happens at this time of morning apart from the birds singing but it's warm already and having him cuddly me is too warm it's weird isn't it he's his body heat because all he really wants all he wants is a girlfriend, don't you? I think what he needs is a nice girl. But maybe I need to look into it. But I'm kind of a little bit worried that that might make him more aggressive. Because once he's kind of discovered his his uh, once he's allowed to have to kind of give in to his animal instincts like proper and unfortunately yeah, they're really aggressive when they're mating which I don't really like I don't mean I don't I don't mate with him I don't like you know what I'm saying I don't like it when he does it <laughs> I'm saying I don't just don't like the idea of him hurting another ferret. Doesn't sit well with me, you know. I want him to be nice. 
And if I saw him being all bitey and how, you know, with another ferret, I, I kind of, I'm not sure if I'd like him anymore as much. Okay, I still love him. I should shouldn't say this when he can hear me. I'm covering his ears up. I hate him. I hate oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't understand a word I'm saying anyway, can you? Yeah, I know. Oh I know. You got bites there, what's that? Look at his stomach, he's got lumps, I don't, I don't know if they're, if they're, um, okay, I'll let you go. Bug off. Oh, here's something. Got this there's something that's bugged me for years about humans. And that includes me. I do it as well, you know, everyone does it, I think. But says stuff, there's no meaning on the king of that. But I'm not talking about in this situation, I'm talking about um as an example. As an example, a generalization which just said out loud is just regurgitating something that you know someone's said before without any thought without any brain power connected to what they're saying and just saying it and therefore reinforcing that belief but not actually caring about it. And you might be thinking, what on earth are you talking about? Can you please go back to making recordings before you go to sleep? Because you just got up and you're wide awake and this is not making sense. No, no, bear with me, bear with me. I don't... If someone, if someone tells me something, God, he's so noisy, isn't he? If someone tells me something, if it's a personal thing about them, then I'll just accept it. And I generally won't be that bothered anyway. It's none of my business, you know. If someone tells me something about themselves. And that's their business. Is you know, I'm not here to judge them. I will judge, but I'm just saying it's not what I'm here for. <laughs> it's partly why I'm here, <laughs> and I. It's the things that people say. I'll give an example. Uh, let's have a look. Cliches, I suppose. Kind of, okay, men, men are, oh yeah, women can't read maps. 
or men are better than women at reading maps. I don't know if it's true. Okay. All I know is different people are different. And I bet you there are many, many women listening to this now who are probably better at reading maps than their husband or their boyfriend or their son or their grandfather or their father, you know. There are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of women in the military around the world. All of them have to be able to read maps. At a high level. Not just a basic, let's see which motorway. We want to get to McDonald's on the motorway. When's the next stop? No, we're talking proper maps. <laughs> maps, map maps, not just maps of a... But let's face it, if you can follow a line, a coloured line, you can pretty much find your way in a map when it comes to roads. It's a little bit confusing... And I don't like being the map reader. In fact, I won't be. If someone's driving, they want me to read the map, I'll say no. Because they always get angry. Like, why didn't you tell me we had to turn left? I said, I did. He said, yeah, but why didn't you tell me before we'd passed? I said, well, I didn't want to do it. I yeah, I'm no one's map reader. So, actually, I'm an example of a man. I'm not a very good example of a man. I'm a very vague example of a man. I am, but I don't read maps. I can, ish, with my eyesight as it is, not quite so. I don't know the last time I actually read a map. But for me, reading a map of a motorway would be a lot harder than reading a map of a town because I don't drive. I don't really kind of I struggle to relate to what all the things mean, all the symbols on a map for a motorway mean. But give me a map of a town, I can find my way around. Do maps even exist anymore in real life? Because Google Maps, it's just easy just to look at it on your phone, isn't it? What are we going to do when, <laughs> if we lose the internet? You know what I mean? If, if the internet goes down for like six months or something, and it's possible, I mean, who knows? Everyone's just going to be standing around like not knowing what to do next. I've looked in the mirror. They're just going to be sitting there in a restaurant looking at their food. I don't know what to do next. Normally I take a picture and wait to see how many people like it. On Instagram. What am I supposed to do? You could eat it. How am I supposed to remember what the food looks like? Here's a clue. 
well, you've got memory. And secondly, it doesn't matter what it looks like tomorrow. Because if you want to know what it looks like tomorrow, just look down the toilet when you do a poo. It's what it looks like now. And you can see what it looks like. And that's it. It's food. It doesn't have to be an amazing memory. And even if it is in your memory, which it will be, it's going to be mixed up with lots of other times you've eaten. What you mean memories aren't actually reliable? They're exactly that. Oh no. Yeah. It's amazing. I, uh, I study. I shouldn't. I like to listen to. My thing at the moment is neuro uh, psychology. And. Um, or neurology, you know. Or neuroplasticity. And this. There was this. Uh, this woman and she she had a, a I think she got mugged or she got attacked or something it was like quite a horrible thing and this is totally true this is true okay she picked someone out of a lineup and he went to prison then as the technology is improved DNA and all that stuff came in. Uh, you know, this woman, or the, the technology was improved, so they realised that they discovered the person that did it because they had the DNA. And I think about, I don't know how long it was, maybe a year or two afterwards, or it might have been less, might have been a few months, they discovered the man who did it. Okay. They put him in the lineup, and they put the other man that was had been released from prison after he'd been in there, you know, falsely. They put him back in the lineup, and she picked him again. So her brain, her mind, her memory was wonky. Didn't wasn't working. It was incorrect. And in all fairness, I can understand it because trauma, man. Why would, if anything's going to disorient someone's thinking, it's trauma, isn't it? So to rely on somebody's memory in order to put someone in prison for a long, long time is not enough because our memories even just generally, aren't always, they don't work properly, apparently, and that's something that's being discovered, that our memories are not as reliable as we thought they were, and a lot of memories mixed together. And that's one of the good things. You can check this out for yourself, actually. If you're into... If you're into something that happened years ago, you remember something, you think, oh, this... And think of what order it happened. 
So, for example, for me, you know, I'm, I'm into boxing and I think about the different fights that happened and there was a few people that were fighting each other. Nigel Benn, uh, Chris Eubank, Michael Watson. And my memory was which order they fought each other. I was wrong. Completely wrong. Went onto the internet, researched it, checked it, double-checked it. It's always good to double-check. And I remember the fights, but not only do I remember, I thought I remember the fights, it was different. I've actually watched fights, uh, boxing, on YouTube. And it was totally different to how I remember it. And I think part of the reason, because I was so biased, the commentator was biased. And you can hear that in even now, but it's very strange. I mean, there was Luke Campbell and Shiachenko, Shiachenko, I forget his name, but he's he's like... Chichenko, Siachenko. Anyway, he's like the classed as maybe pound for pound best, best best boxer, double Olympic gold medalist. You know, no one's ever done that before. Like, and gotten become now he's had a few world titles. Lost his. I think he lost his second fight though, based on points. And anyway, not as interested now, they mind. Yeah, I should talk about it then because it's supposed to be boring. Yeah. Anyway, poor Luke Campbell. He's not poor, and he's a really, really good, good fighter. He fought Lysachenko, Chenkachenko. I can't say his name today for some reason. And even though it was an English presenter, you know, English broadcast, it was in England, I think, and we should have been on the side of Luke. The person who was talking, the commentator, was basically making love to Chichichenko all the way through it like he was like oh he's so lovely he's the best in the world Luke Campbell's doing well to get through the first minute like fuck really come on man this is ridiculous Luke Campbell's one of the best boxers we have in this country and he if you watch it back Luke Campbell was winning that fight, I think. He got put down by a body shot. Uh, like in the like liver, punching the liver or into the ribs or whatever. But he was really holding his own. He wasn't... He probably showed... Probably... He showed how good he was. Because, yeah, anyway, this is not really that important. But the thing is, the bias. 
biased and and I've seen that before so many times and I'd expect it in favour of the English person just like if it was an American fight and I was in America I'd expect them to be biased towards the American fighter because that's just it's just a national thing isn't it it's you know it's really strange well it's not strange but might not seem strange for people in America but in America I saw this boxer and what they would call it let me have a look if I can see Uh, Boxer. So he was on it in America. He was. It's an American show. I can't remember his name, but they was like really making a big deal about being being Irish. And I don't even know if he was one of the top like, Irish boxers out there. You know, sort of in, sort of today. But it was an American show. It's like, it's, I, and it was from Northern Ireland as well. So that was like a bit strange, just in a sense, because a, a lot of people from Northern Ireland class themselves as British, not Irish. A lot of donors as well, so I would not get involved in that one at all. But it's just really—it's like wow, they make such a big deal about being Irish. They don't even do that in Ireland. Mind you, I don't suppose they would, would they? Because he's Irish. They don't do it here. He's a boxer, and they definitely wouldn't call him Irish. Irish Pat McGolligan. But on this, it's really hard to I'm not explaining it very well. But really made a big deal about him being Irish. I like, didn't quite understand it because he was good in the E one. I think you have to win, don't you? After that, after being presented as being wonderful. But I don't know, just, it seems that America really loved the Irish. Maybe that's because there's more Irish in America than there are in Ireland, possibly. Or descendants, anyway. In my family, I'm not, by the way, I'm not going to go Irish people because my family was Irish. My grandmother was Irish. Well, her, both of her parents were Irish. So she was English, but blood-wise, she was Irish. Oh, yes. I lived in Ireland for a while. Very strange compared to living in London or living in England. It's just different, but really different. Like really, really different.
And I'm not even sure I could explain why, but it's really, really different. That's all I can say, it's very different. Really different. It was, um, I need to eat some food in a minute. Not my fault, human, I'm human. I'm only human after all. Don't put the moon on me. See, I've missed out. I've missed out in singing because there's been quite a few famous singers that have been... Well, they've not fitted the good-looking profile of singers from the past. So they're not, uh, not good-looking, but they're not slim. That's what I mean, slim. And there's been a few singers lately from England that have been big. Got, you know, the one's massive anyway, so he's just big, big. But there's one, he sings like James Arthur. He's really, really talented. He's a really great singer. And he writes his own songs. And he's Scottish. And he's Doctor Who's nephew. You know, the, the Scottish Doctor Who. The one that was uh, recent like a few years back and I lose a little bit of track with Doctor Who because I've not watched it for years and years and years because they've changed they change the Doctors a bit too often for my liking you know no one seems to want to stick with it and my favourite Doctor was the first one who, when they brought it back in 2000 and... I think it was 2005 or 2006. Uh, he was great, the first Doctor. And then... I mean, I've liked all the Doctors. There's not one Doctor I didn't like. I've not even seen the woman yet, the woman Doctor. I've just not... I feel I might have seen a clip, but it's it's just a bit weird. I think the one now because there's it's got an actor on the Doctor Who now who also does a TV gang show called The Chase. So he's on television every day, and he's on Doctor Who as like an assistant. Or one of the, you know, the characters. They're just Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh. And I just think it's a bit too famous to be on as Doctor Who. To be on as a... You know, when someone's on telly every day, doing a, like, it's one of the most popular game shows on telly, The Chase. He's... I don't know, he should be starring in a show, not... He kind of, I suppose, is one of the stars. But, you know, I think he was in uh, Coronation Street for a while as well. But I suppose he just... You, if he wants to do it, let him do it. Good for him. 
was not how it used to be. Doctor Who, I kind of sound like an old fart, and I things aren't like they used to be. Well, I'll tell you what I mean by that. By that. By that. By that. By that. Is cliffhangers. Now, some TV shows know how to do cliffhangers. Lost knew how to do cliffhangers. Uh, Prison Break knew how to do cliffhangers. A TV show that you've probably never heard of, but you might have done, but you probably haven't. Um, Sons and Daughters. Australian soap. Sons and Daughters. La, 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 la. Tears and laughter and happiness. Seriously, the cliffhangers on that TV show. I'd watch it in the afternoon. I'd come over for a couple of hours from the chip shop. I'd watch it. And I'd be thinking about it all morning. Waiting to get home to watch it again. Wonder what happened. Seriously, it was like really, really good stuff. On TV, nowadays, maybe it's because... Maybe because they don't understand what cliffhangers are. They just don't get it. But, you know, I've talked about this before. You know, they'll show... Uh, before, when I was a kid, Doctor Who would be... It'd be surrounded by Daleks. And... Uh, he was about to get, you know... Uh, distinguished. Distinguished. <laughs> You're a very distinguished fellow. And then they go, like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen now. Because I was a kid, it didn't, you know, I was quite young. It didn't dawn on me that, oh, well, he's a star of the show. He's, and there's still, you know, He's not gonna die, is he? Because he's a star, obviously. Now at that age, when I was, you know, eight, nine, ten, I didn't think like that. I didn't really kind of think about it. I don't think. But now, what they would do is they show you a clip of the next show. So they'll do. They'll, they'll end up with him. You know, holding on to a literally to a cliff, about to fall. And then I'll, at the end, I say, "Next week." And so, just sitting there eating a Big Mac at McDonald's and talking about times that he's escaped being in a cliff. Well, you just sport it. And they don't even seem to know they've done it. Which makes you wonder, how bright are these people who are making television shows to not realise 
that even for a 10 or 9 or 8 year old they're going to see that and realise wow it's not exciting now because it'd be exciting to wait to watch it it wasn't even a case of will he survive I think as you get older you realise that he's going to Doctor Who he or she of course now will survive but it's how how do they do it that's kind of the interesting thing but once you see them sitting there doing something completely different the will they survive God is gone and so is the interest for me so Doctor Who doesn't really work as an adult for me I mean, cliffhangers don't work very much so good with uh, not with those kind of shows when it's the same star of the show with Lost or with uh, The Living and uh, The Walking Dead because you don't know who's going to be you know if the main star is surrounded by zombies you don't know 100% that he's going to be okay the next week you just don't you don't because of the way they do it they do cliffhangers really good and the only problem is you can find out you can find out you know what's going to happen you know just by looking at the TV listings you can find out you know kind of whether or not Rick is okay it's not just I'm not saying it's just American shows that can do cliffhangers I'm sure every well it can be done everywhere but I don't watch that much don't watch a huge amount of drama although I did start watching The Bodyguard the other day and I was surprised at how good it was especially the beginning it's like wow that was, that was intense really I couldn't have even I wouldn't have even when I first watched it because I knew that he was a bodyguard of a politician that's what I knew before watching it that was like the premise so the beginning bit on the train was totally not what I was expecting I couldn't believe he was he was a cabin clown he'd just go into each of the, the train cabins and he'd just be juggling and going oh, oh, honk honk and stuff like that and farting out confetti couldn't believe it honestly I thought it was just I just really thought it was going to be a bit different from that. But it's okay, you know. It's, it's still fun. It's a, that's a good compliment. Yeah, I went to the went to the circus, but, you know, they had a comedy act on there, but other than that, it was still fun. Andre, man, oh, okay, here we go. 
Dolphins are more intelligent than humans. So if you if you've got someone that you know that says this kind of stuff, guaranteed they're not going to do any research. They might have seen it on a documentary somewhere, and they're just like, "Yep, that's it. I'm accepting that." <laughs> that's now going to be my, my part of my knowledge base. Which I can understand 20 years ago, 30 years ago. You know, you get knowledge passed down by sometimes a bunch of idiots, you know, people that just haven't, they don't have much knowledge of their own and they just pass it on to their kids and their kids then pass it on to their kids and sometimes it's. It's idiotic knowledge. It's useless. It's, you know, maybe it's superstitious. It's crap, you know. But it's not, a lot of it's not going to be harmful. It's just going to be just ridiculous and pointless. So I like to research now. But someone said to me recently, Dolphins are more intelligent than humans. My first res- my first response is, well, I've never seen a dolphin make toast. How intelligent can they really be? So we have to look at what is intelligence. So what I did is I researched. I actually spent a few hours or a couple of hours researching. And I don't research by just going, I'm not interested in people's opinions. I go to professionals, you know, professionals of the brain. People have examined dolphins' brain and examined dolphins' behaviour properly, you know, professionals. Not interested in what someone has, what their opinion is. So the It turns out that dolphins are one of the most self-aware animals. But they don't know, they, whoever they are, we don't know. No one's experimented on lions, have they, or tigers? Because lions and tigers, tigers are not... You can't do that. Well, I suppose they have to a little bit, but we don't know how self-aware tigers are, or lions, or bears. But anyway, or gerbils. I mean, maybe the reason gerbils walk on that wheel continuously is to take their mind off the fact that they're stuck in some stupid little cage. Andre. Anyway, it turns out that with human beings, or well, we know this anyway, don't we? But human beings are the most incapable babies, pretty much in the entire animal world. Can't do anything when we're born. Can't look after ourselves. 
but a zebra, uh, lots of wild animals, they have to be able to walk straight away. Otherwise, they're going to get eaten. So I find that, like, okay, well, I kind of knew that, you know, on a level, but it's okay. I've seen a few documentaries and stuff. And the. Not a zebra, what's all on the big legs? Those ones, they, they literally give birth standing up and then they keep pushing the baby over so it gets up. Keep pushing it up, keeps pushing it over till it gets up. Keeps doing it so that the baby know, can build the strength in its legs to keep getting up. Because if it can't walk, it's going to be a sandwich for a, you know, for a, a lion or something. A nice little snack. So. I think the consensus upon the dolphins are the most intelligent creatures, more intelligent than humans, is on some levels they're more aware at an earlier age. Uh, possibly more compassionate, caring, more empathic. But they can't make toast. They can't they can't they can't make toast. And you might think, yeah, it's true. Well, Human beings are actually pretty amazing. And dolphins are also amazing. But, you know, we turn into something much more. There's a reason why humans run the world. You know, it's... What the hell does a dolphin do? And I think dolphins are lovely. A bit smelly, but... <laughs> so apparently... There's arguments that dogs are more intelligent than dolphins. Cognitive. Dolphins can learn a certain amount of words, but dogs... They learn the words, but they can learn sentences, which means there's thousands of different verse variations that a dog can learn. Like the intelligent dogs, not the average dog that you have in your house, I guess. Like the... Or was it a dolphin? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. So the theory is, a dog wants to please. And when... When someone wants to please, they're going to do everything they can to show willing. So I guess. And also, dolphins recognise their own image earlier than pretty much any other animal that they've studied, including humans. Isn't that interesting? So dolphins aren't more, they're not more intelligent than humans. 
but they learn empathy quicker, probably, and they develop quicker certain things like the ability, self-awareness, way before humans do. But it takes humans a year or two before they can even walk, so wipe their own bum. So the intelligence is they're born more intelligent, but we become more intelligent. Perhaps. Anyway, on that note, I'm going to the toilet. So thank you for listening. And remember to be kind to yourself because you deserve to be happy. Lots of love. Bye.